What does it take to change? Today, the Dominican Order celebrates the Feast of St. Peter of Verona, the very first Dominican to be martyred for his efforts in preaching the truth of the faith. One fascinating aspect of his story is the fact that his murderer, a man so violently opposed to the Catholic faith that he went ahead and drove an ax into the skull of Peter Martyr. He didn't try to cut his head off. He wanted to, like, cut it in half. That very man, he'd later renounce the heresy that he belonged to. He'd rejoin the Catholic Church. Not only that, he would become a Dominican friar himself. And he would go on to die with a reputation for great personal holiness. When we look at the stories of the church's martyrs, it's not uncommon that their persecutors end up converting afterwards. It's a phenomenon that stretches all the way back to St. Paul himself. Sometimes change only happens after something really bad happens. God permits us to do something really stupid, really sinful, meaning he declines to prevent us from doing so. And he uses that very moral failure to help change us, to bring about his greater, more merciful plan in our lives. Sometimes it can feel like God is not interested in overcoming the powers of the world, the powers that sin and death have over us collectively and personally. It's not that he's uninterested, but that he wants to overcome that power in a more profound way than we had ever before deemed fathomable, in a way that transcends any change we could hope to achieve on our own, in a way that shows real change is possible and that God is the source of it, not us. St. Peter of Verona, pray for us.